Welcome to the Global Franchise Podcast, your one-stop shop for all things international franchising. I'm Kieran McLoon, Deputy Editor for Global Franchise Magazine. This episode of the Global Franchise Podcast is brought to you by Expense Reduction Analysts, delivering cost optimization solutions to help international business survive and thrive. For more information, visit expensereduction.com. Founded by three Egyptian immigrants in 1990, the Halal Guys can be viewed as a concrete example of the fabled American dream. Since its food cart origins, the brand has now grown into an international franchising powerhouse with brick and mortar stores in Europe, Canada and Asia, as well as multiple locations in its home country of the US. But that's not all. Back at the start of 2020, just before the coronavirus pandemic took hold, the brand announced it would be doubling down on the futuristic world of cloud kitchens to bring the halal guys to investors and customers who couldn't previously get their hands on its craveable menu. On this episode of the podcast, we speak with Ahmed Abulin, CEO of the Halal Guys, about how the brand's humble beginnings contrast with its current tech-focused future. Hi, Ahmed. How are you doing? I'm doing good today. How are you? I'm doing really well. Thanks very much for um, for joining us on the podcast today. Um, so the Halal Guys kind of started in New York as a food cart and has become this really worldwide franchise success story, becoming something of a, a poster child for the American dream. Um, would you be able to kind of walk me through what some of the key evolutions of the brand have been over the past 30 years of operation? Yeah, of course. Uh, we have the biggest, the biggest key evolutions that we have in the brand is uh, transferring that card that we started in 1990 to a brick and mortar location uh, and the franchise system when it comes to uh, training, when it comes to technology, when it comes to changing this whole concept from uh, a single street car to a whole total different type of operation, uh, which is a brick and mortar. I think uh, that's one of the biggest evolutions we had over the past 30 years. Uh, of course, from a single food car to franchise concept to a brick and mortar, it's uh, it's a big operation, and it takes uh, a lot of uh, changes uh, from training systems, from development, from uh, uh, daily op- different operation systems. So, yeah, it's uh, it's a big change over the years. We've been what, thirty years now, and it's uh, it's been an interesting journey so far. Right. Okay. And in terms of evolution, um, at the start of this year, uh, you announced that the Halal Guys would be strategically using cloud kitchens, which are quite an emerging food and beverage uh, technology or model, I suppose, um, to expand in areas where things like rental prices were really prohibitively high for franchisees. Um, Would you be able to give us a bit of an update on that? And just kind of obviously, you know, this year, I imagine that has been um, affected by the coronavirus like everything else. But how's where's that currently looking, the cloud kitchens presence of the Halal Guys? So we have uh, we have so far uh, two cloud kitchens in California market and uh, one in New York City, uh, corporate cloud kitchen. And uh, the the reason we started that, as you just mentioned, because of areas of higher end. So basically, getting the word out and uh, introducing our brand in areas where real uh, real estate is very tough and very uh, difficult to find. So we have started the beginning of the year doing that. We have one in North California, one in South California currently. And the third one we have is in New York City. It's uh, it's uh, we have to be very strategic when we take that route about the cloud kitchens because it comes it comes with high delivery fees. Uh, it comes with uh, brand awareness that you need to do a lot of marketing in order to let people know that you're there. It's not like a brick and mortar location 
where everyone can see it. Uh, it's different. It's a kind of a hidden kitchen that you don't see just out there. So it takes it takes a lot of marketing. It takes a lot of efforts just to get the word out. So we have uh, the Hall guys. We have been very strategic on uh, where to go when it comes to cloud kitchens. Uh, we still continue testing it. It's right now. It's in the test phase. So it's not approved concept for the company yet. Uh, we're still testing it to see the pros and cons. But so far, it's been uh, it's been good, and uh, we're uh, we're seeing like brand awareness in these areas that we have. 2020 has been uh, very tough, and uh, for sure, these cloud kitchens helped a little bit. I'm not gonna say too much, but it did help in increasing sales and uh, brand awareness, of course. Right. Okay. And um, and moving ahead for both, I suppose, the industry and also the Halal guys specifically, um, do you think that cloud kitchens and a a greater focus on um, the digital side of food and beverage delivery and curbside takeout and things like that, um, do you think that that will become a a much bigger uh, topic? Or do you think that the the kind of traditional brick and mortar model that a lot of brands have been operating with for you know almost a century by this point um do you think that's here to stay i think i think uh, it may it may become a bigger discussion the cloud kitchens but i'm i'm thinking the brick and mortar locations will uh, increase more from the technology side and from the delivery pickup curbside and online ordering because you cannot depend solely on cloud kitchen for your operation uh, it's, uh, you have to, of course, you have to work the numbers and see if it works or not. But as I mentioned earlier, uh, it comes with high cost and a lot of marketing spend that you need to do. So if you're not a known or popular brand, uh, and you go open a cloud kitchen, you'll have a big difficulty sustaining that in the beginning and growing the brand from there. On the other side, the brick and mortar location, specifically for the Hall guys right now, we're evolving with the system. We're evolving. With the pandemic, uh, of course, the technology side and the delivery, online ordering, uh, curb, curbside pickup uh, to go, that's the main, uh, the main sales factor right now in the system. So I'm seeing, I'm seeing from Halga's perspective, I'm seeing we're going to continue uh, increasing the brick and mortar location, but, but with the evolution of the delivery, uh, safety safety measure inside the restaurant to make our customers safe when they come to pick up their orders, uh, when they come to uh, when we do the delivery, uh, etc. Right. Okay. So it's it'll be more of a, a hybrid model, you think, moving forward, which makes a lot of sense. That it's not necessarily that one has to replace the other. It's that there can be the best of both worlds, um, as well as incorporating the. The cloud kitchen model was part of the Halal Guys offering this year. Um, you've kind of touched on it there with the different delivery methods you've you've put in place. But what are some of the the other ways that the brand has adapted or shifted its offering rather um, during the coronavirus pandemic? For example, I heard earlier um, that in September you launched a new website to facilitate all this uh, uptake and delivery. What's what's kind of been some some evolution this year specifically? So this year has been very, very tough for everyone in the restaurant industry, not only the Halal guys, uh, but from the Halal guys side, we had to incorporate first all kind of safety measures inside our restaurant when it comes to social distance, when it comes to masks and the normal, the new normal that we have to live with nowadays. Uh, when it comes to del- delivery, we have, we have been already using delivery uh, third parties before the pandemic hit. So once the pandemic hit, of course, uh, 
delivery increased. We have launched a new app with online ordering uh, in September, and we have uh, uh, seen increase in sales in the system because everyone now, no one want to stay inside the restaurant. Everyone just want to pick up the food and go. So we have third-party delivery. We have online ordering and uh, curbside pickup. In addition to uh, walk-in and to-go orders. But the majority of our restaurants in the system right now do not have dine-in rest, uh, dine-in in the store. Uh, some, very few, have a very, very small limited capacity. But because we're a fast casual brand, so our food is considered like on the go. You can just grab and go. So it's easy uh, for customers that they don't have to wait long to get their food. But the majority of our uh, dine-in are closed in the system right now. Right. Okay. And um, if we could talk a little about the the Halal Guys' presence within the market. I mean, of course, uh, when the brand was first introduced back in uh, 1990, it was kind of around this filling a demand in the market. The origin story is, of course, that taxi drivers were asking where they can get great Halal food in New York, and there wasn't any. So um, you guys just started the business. Um, But uh, nowadays, there's quite a lot of competition within the Halal food space within the US. But in some way, like the UK, where we're based, the concept that the brand... Uh, offers, you know, the environment that that's within uh, remains largely unexplored. Um, where internationally do you think that the Halal Guys kind of has the capacity to to grow to within the next three to five years? What kind of markets do you think it will fit nicely into? I think I think right now we have locations open in South Korea, Indonesia, UK, and Canada. I think uh, that what we're seeing and our vision is the Far Asian market, the European market. Uh, how guys can do very well there and our plan in the next five to ten years we have plans and expand into far asian market and uh, european market as well as the middle east for sure and south america so we see the majority majority of our customers are from the far asian market and uh, we think the brand will fit very well there in addition to the middle middle east and uh, european uh, most likely, our our brand is for everyone. So wherever we go, wherever the Hall guys go, uh, we can build the customer base easily. Uh, the brand was built initially in Muslim cab drivers early in the nineties, but after that, it became for everyone. And our franchisees right now are, is from everywhere. Is not and our customers as well is. 90, 90 to ninety five percent right now from our customers are non Muslims. So the brand is for everyone. So we have to be very strategic. We have to uh, be very knowledgeable of these markets before we hit them uh, and make sure the demand is there, the supply is there for our brands to grow. But we have seen uh, a great exposure in the South Korea market right now, Indonesia and uh, UK market. Right. And I, I read that back in 2018, um, your kind of strategy for uh, franchisee acquisition and development um, was that franchisees had to sign up at least five units. So you were mainly looking for multi-unit franchisees. Um, I was curious what the brand's growth strategy looks like today, whether it's still um, that multi-unit approach or whether you guys are looking for something a little different in a, a changing market. So we still we still require a minimum of five units. And the reason we do that, we want to make sure any any franchisees that come to our system will help build the Hello Guys brand. We're only looking for multi-unit uh, operators that have uh, heavily invested and heavily involved in the day-to-day operation. 
So this way they can help grow the How Guys brand with us. Uh, right now, we're not necessarily looking for a five unit minimum to sign up with How Guys. We can we can do a lot more than that. We can do 10 units, 20 units. We can do we can sell a lot more, but only to qualify groups that can help the brand grow. Not necessarily uh, a money perspective. It's more of an operation-wise, an operation, day-to-day operation that these groups are going to bring to the table and help grow the Hall Guys brand. So we're continuing to franchising. As a matter of fact, the past uh, two months, we opened uh, three to four locations in the system. And that's amazing. I think we're being blessed to open location throughout the pandemic. So, uh, yeah, the brand, we're, we're there. Uh, we're going to continue expanding everywhere in the system and accepting qualified franchisees that will help grow the Hallgeist brand. Right. And uh, and the last question I had to you, have for you just on that um, that sort of uh, idea of growth and expansion is, you know, of course, uh, standards and maintaining a high um, customer experience is, I imagine, you know, paramount across all of your locations um how are you kind of ensuring that you're going to maintain those standards as not only the brand grows but of course you diversify across multiple uh, models and revenue streams so with regards to things like delivery and cloud kitchens how are you going to keep the experience consistent so right now we have uh, systems in place to ensure first of all the customer safety and then after that food safety uh, and the how guys brand food quality we have all of these kind of systems in place. So the more we expand, the more these systems will evolve uh, with it. And uh, we have systems when it comes to food safety. We have mystery shopper programs in place. Uh, we have in, uh, inspections, the, uh, weekly, quarterly inspections for all our locations to make sure the food safety is 100% met, to make sure how guys' food quality is there. So the more we expand, the more these systems can evolve and for sure, we'll add more systems to make sure uh, our brand food safety is 100% met and the food quality is being there like you're getting it in New York City. So very important to us, food safety to our customers, customer safety, especially right now in the middle of the pandemic and the food quality the customer receive. It's extremely important for us. That's what the How Guys brand about, the plate that we serve to our customers. Yeah, for sure. I'm, I imagine that's um, really reassuring to not only franchisees, but customers, as you say, that is what people are looking for um, now more than ever is, you know, safety and um, consistency across the entire network. Uh, well, thanks very much for your time today, Ahmed. Um, it was really great talking to you about Halal Guys. And uh, yeah, looking forward to seeing where the brand goes next and uh, how you guys incorporate all these exciting developments as, uh, as you grow all around the world. Yeah, I appreciate that. Thank you so much for having me today. The Halal Guys' approach to incorporating cloud kitchens into its model is very similar to what previous experts uh, we've spoken to have said about the topic. Using this modern distribution method as part of your growth strategy, as opposed to the entire strategy itself, seems to be the way to go until cloud kitchens and models like them become more established within the market. What surprised me was how Ahmed mentioned that 90 to 95% of their customer base is non-Muslim, despite the fact that the brand got its start due to Muslim taxi drivers looking for great halal food in New York. It just goes to show that even if a concept might originally appear quite niche, if executed correctly, it can have a really global, widespread appeal. We'd be keen to hear your thoughts on this. Have you encountered a specialized brand that has managed to achieve universal appeal? 
make sure to let us know. If you like the podcast, subscribe and recommend it to your friends and colleagues. Or even better, leave a review or a simple rating on Apple Podcasts or wherever you find your pods. To keep up to date with franchise news and have it put into context by the global franchise experts, subscribe to the magazine, hit us up at globalfranchisemagazine.com and follow us on Twitter, Facebook and LinkedIn today.